This is Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. Over the years, we did a lot of camping and a lot of adventures up in Maine with the youth group and also with men's groups. And also our family has done quite a number of vacations up around the Moosehead Lake region. It's a beautiful area. All the things that we can experience there are really a lot of fun. Moosehead Lake is really a big, big lake. I don't know, but I've been told that it is the largest lake east of the Mississippi, at least like a freshwater lake, not like the Great Lakes or anything like that. It's a big lake. It's a pretty deep lake in some places. The shoreline, I don't know how long the shoreline is, but it is really a long, long ways. People come there for all sorts of recreation. They come for fishing. They come for water skiing and all sorts of water sports and just camping, a lot of hiking in the area. I've talked before of some of the things we did on the trips as we were there is go out and look for moose. And that's always a big adventure for people who are in that area. And there are times even that we've been up there and able to see the northern lights, which is always fun. There are also really big storms there sometimes. We got to know some of the game and fish people there, the officers, uh, pretty well, actually. They were really nice. We had some of them come and talk to the kids about some of their adventures. And they told us that Moosehead Lake was one of the most dangerous lakes certainly in the east, when a big storm blows up, because in some way, the wind comes in very, very quickly and very hard, and the waves get very big. We had one of the officers tell us they have a special boat we actually got to go out on that they use for rescue and different things. He said that he's been out and the waves were at least 10 feet high. Uh, or maybe a little higher. Those are big waves on a lake that's like that. So we always warned all of our campers that they had freedom to go out. There were a lot of little boats, little uh, nine horse motors that they could take these little boats out on during the day and or they could go out with canoes or kayaks, but they always were supposed to pay attention to the weather and if they see storm coming up or clouds building up, especially in the west or, or the northwest, to get off of that lake. And we even told them, you know, if you're clear across the lake, you're over, it's a kind of a island peninsula called Kineo. If you're over there and that storm is coming and the wind is starting to blow, just stay there. Don't try to come across that lake. It's a mile uh, maybe mile and a half across there, but you may not make it. And so we always uh, warn them about that. Uh, I've been on that lake a couple of times in a boat. We would rent some motorboats uh, clear down at the other end of the lake, and I would have to go down and pick them up and drive back across that whole lake. It's, I suppose, 20 miles or so, and it's always a fun trip if the weather's good. 
I've been there a couple times where the weather was not so good, and I was really a little bit nervous. I get kind of nervous with that anyway. There was one time when I was taking the boat back. I'm going, I'm by myself, and I, I thought I could outrun the storm. I didn't pay attention to my own rules, but I thought I could get going, but that storm got there, and suddenly there were waves, and this was this is a, a small motorboat, you know, maybe 110 horses with a motor or something like that. So it could move along pretty well. It was good for pulling tubes and water ski and things like that. But I'm going along and this wind is coming up more and more. And I am starting to really get nervous. And I suddenly realize these waves are going above me. At that point, I felt like they were probably about four feet above my head. Now, I don't know if they were that high, but I was really getting nervous. And I still had a long way to go to get all the way over to Beaver Cove. So I called them up on the radio. I told them, wind's too strong, storm coming in too much. And I am taking this boat over to the public dock there in Rockwood. We were going to have to go and pick up a trailer and take the boat back that way. And so I was going to be a little bit late getting it there. They were fine with that. They understood. So I was able to go and get that boat over there, kind of running in front of those waves at that point. So I'm telling you all that to let you know that the lake can be dangerous. It's also a lot of fun. But there's also been a couple of rescues. One that I can think of was one time the senior girls, I think it was, maybe maybe it was junior and senior girls, had asked if they could go over and spend the night on Mount Kineo. And again, that's the kind of island, a little bit of a peninsula, but mostly an island. You have to go across in a boat. And then they wanted to hike all the way up to the fire tower and spend the night up there, camp up there. And, and we have had several different groups do that, and I had no problem with that. And so the girls all loaded up. We took them over in the boats and they got everything going. And of course, this was before dark, so they could hike on up that trail and get up and set up a camp. And everything was fine. Nobody thought much of it, except I didn't know that there were some guys who had a plan that they were going to go over after it got dark pretty late at night, and they were going to sneak over, paddle over in canoes, and go up and try to scare the girls. I don't know what guys are always thinking, but that's what they did. One of them was one of my leaders and another leader helper, Mike and Taylor, and there were a couple others, and they went over. And again, I didn't know anything about this at all until about 3 o'clock, maybe 3.30 in the morning. One of the guys comes over and wakes me up in the cabin and says, Jim, uh, Mike needs to talk to you. And I thought, oh, great. What happened? Where's Mike? 
Mike was over with everybody else on Mount Kineo, and there was a huge storm. Wind was blowing, rain was coming down in bucketfuls. And they had tried to go up the trail to where the girls were. I don't think they ever got up there. Of course, the girls were up there trying to hide from the storm, and they're under tarps that they brought, and they're trying to stay dry. The guys are just soaking wet, and there's no way that they can cross in the canoes that they had. And so they called me up at 3.30 in the morning, asking, Pastor Jim, can you come get us? <laughs> I was not a happy camper at that moment. I'm sure I thought some really ugly thoughts about them. And at the moment, I wasn't thinking as clearly. I mean, I've just been woken up out of a deep sleep. What I should have done was said, you all were the ones that went over. I know it's raining. I know you can't come back across right now, but you're just going to have to tough it out. I mean, there are some places there you could hide and get underneath some things. There is an old cabin there that maybe you could uh, either get in or at least get under the porch. There are some, there's another place you could walk a little ways, and there's a golf course, and then I know there's some sheds you could hide under the rain. There are a lot of things you could have done, but I somehow didn't think of that. In hindsight, I should have just said that. But I was somehow concerned, and so I said, well, let me look, and I looked in the the waves were up pretty good, but not, not anything beyond what I thought I could do. So I went and I got into the motorboat and started going across the lake. And everything was good. It was kind of hard. The, the waves were good, probably two and a half, three foot waves, but coming in a direction that it was not too hard to handle. And again, I, I still don't like that that much. But I'm going along, still thinking not good thoughts about Mike and Taylor and the other guys that were with them. And as I'm going along, and suddenly, the motor on the boat conked out. <laughs> I had the worst feeling in my life. I mean, I've heard stories of people who swamped their boats there on Moosehead Lake. I've heard the stories of how many people drown there every year. And I'm thinking, oh, no, the waves were enough that it's really making that boat move. I, I was about halfway between the cabin and where the guys were. I am not a very good mechanic. But I became one as quickly as I could. I opened up the motor. I looked at things. I made sure that there was gas. And there was. I made sure that the drain was there. And fiddled with a couple of other things. And I believe 
the Lord may have helped me jiggle the right things. I don't know exactly what happened. I do know that uh, Boat did that a couple of other times then, and the people who rented it had to come, and they actually fixed something. But at that moment, I didn't know what to do, and so I jiggled things around. I think I maybe, uh, I don't think I opened the carburetor, but I may have. Uh, tried to shake things out. You know, there's water, there's rain, and I finally put everything back together, made sure there was gas in the line, everything like that. I was praying, Lord, I need your help. And I started up the boat and the first couple of times nothing happened. And then roar, there it goes. And it was fine. I was so thankful. Now, I had been blown off course quite a bit by the time I got everything put together and I took that boat and drove it on over to where the guys were and they could see from my face that I was not real happy with them and they knew it. Uh, uh, I got over there and got close to them. They all jumped into the boat. I think there were four of them. We headed back across the lake as quickly as I could go in that storm. We got there to the cabins. By then, I suppose it was five o'clock in the morning. I docked. I really didn't even say anything. I just said, we'll talk in the morning. I went, got dried off, curled up in my bed trying to get warm, and went to sleep. One of the things I can do is sleep. Next morning, I got those guys together, and I chewed on them pretty good for their shenanigans. But everything turned out okay. The Lord watches over fools like me sometimes, and so everything turned out well. The girls had a really wet camping trip, but they made fine, and the next morning then I had, the storm had blown out. I took the guys back over and made them paddle their canoes back across the lake. We were on another lake with another sort of event. It was called Indian Pond. We were going down the, there's a ri little river that goes down, and we took uh, quite a little trip there. It's really fun. There's a few rapids you have to be a little careful with. I mean, they're nothing really dangerous. We had a few people tip their canoes, and I was in a kayak. There were three or four kayaks, and, and then the canoes so we're going down, and it eventually goes into Indian Pond, uh, this little little stream. It's called the West Outlet. And the whole day had been beautiful. I have fished along there many, many times, and there has been some really good fishing at times. But as we got down into Indian Pond, then it's about um, from where the, where the West Outlet empties into it, it's probably about a mile and a half or two miles across to where we were going to get picked up. Now, this particular time, that was the only place we could go. Later on, there was a road repair and we wouldn't have had to go that far. But this time we had to. And so I warned everybody. We, we got together, said, make sure that you have your life jackets on. We're going across this 
water here and just keep going. And you can feel a little bit of wind coming up and say, you know, this point, you really have to keep going. So keep your life jackets on. Don't, uh, don't dawdle. You just get moving. And so we started out across there. Like I said, I was in a kayak and I was in the lead and I'm just paddling ahead as, as quickly as I can. As I started getting closer to shore, and I suppose uh, I was half a mile out when I realized there's a big storm coming and the wind was starting to blow. And when you're in a kayak, you know, you're down at water level. And so any wave feels big. These waves were starting to come up. And I know that they were three feet high at least. And in that kayak, that felt really high. Now, if you're used to kayak, you can ride those out, and, and I did, but it was, it was still pretty nerve-wracking. Then, in my mind, the worst part was all, I have all these kids behind me in canoes and, and a few more kayaks, and I'm just trusting that they put their light jackets on. I think I saw them all do it at one point, but kids are kids, and and then to really work their way across that. There's no way in going back. And again, this is a point before cell phones. We couldn't do anything there about that. And so I just kept going as hard as I could to the shore. And my wife, Ann, was waiting there, I think, with a couple other people with the vehicles and the transportation for the canoes and kayaks. And they were listening to a weather report, and there was one other person who was there getting in his truck and leaving. And he said, there is a big storm coming. And we could look up over behind the mountains there, and we could see it. And we could hear the weather report. It was like an alert. And it was like, this is not good. And I knew that people needed to be safe. And and they were going to be cold and wet. And so we started making a, a big lean-to out of the canoes and kayaks that were already there. Because two or three people had come in right away. And so there was some trees a little ways away. And we made a, a pretty big group lean-to using the canoes especially, kayaks on the side to block the wind, and uh, had a nice place there for a fire. We got a fire going and just praying and getting ready to help people. And so a couple of us are down there on the shore waving to people, yelling, but they couldn't hear us, and they're paddling as hard as they could. And they could look back, and they could see this storm coming. And the clouds were just, the sky was just dark as could be. And they were feeling the effects of all the wind and everything. And we knew, and what the weather report said, there's going to be really serious hail. <laughs> and people are paddling and going. And again, I believe the Lord gave strength. I believe maybe he held that storm back for a few minutes. And everybody made it safely across Indian Pond. They were wet because it started raining. They were a little bit scared, and I don't blame them. And we just grabbed their canoes and kayaks, got them up off the beach there, and had everybody run to the shelter. 
that we had made there. It was really a wonderful place to be because the storm did hit. There was a tremendous hailstorm for about 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, just hard, big hail coming down, and everybody was safe underneath the lean-to we'd made. And I was so happy that we had had the foresight to put that all together. There are lots of rescues that we have done down over the years. And the Lord has always been good and helped us get things the way that we need them to be. He has preserved life. He has given good favor. And he's given us wisdom so that we don't do the same thing again. Well, I know you've probably had some adventures too. I'm so thankful that the Lord is always with us, aren't you? So this is Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. I'll see you next time.